Hey, it's Karen Hunter from the Karen Hunter Show on Sirius XM Urban View. Here's a highlight from today's show. Let me welcome to the show for the first time, Evangeline Hundley. Welcome. Hi, Evangeline. Hi, Tyler. Hi, Karen. Thank you very much for having me. Oh, you got me there, Karen. That was uh, nice. Thank you. <laughs> oh, no, this is, this is um, you know, important. I'm trying to bring in as many. We, we invite people. People call us up. You know, it's like, come on in. Because uh, I think 2022 will be the defining moment for America uh, on so many levels. And the House, the Senate, um, what happens next? We just saw with uh, Donald Trump being raided, which he told us because they FBI just did what they did. Uh, he's trying to get sympathy and he's trying to run again. Um, and if the House is it goes to the Republicans, they're going to start impeaching Biden. They're going to punish everybody that is doing all, you know, so it's it's going to be a mess. And um, for me, it's not any more political. It's no, no longer D's and R's. It's humanity and inhumanity, period. So what inspired you, Ms. Hundley, to run this time? Karen, you said a lot of things just now that have everything to do with why I'm running. It's pretty simple. I couldn't sit idly by anymore while our right to vote and women's rights and everything that we're supposed to stand for in this democracy go down the drain. We are dealing with uh, people on the other side of the aisle called Republicans that are very extreme right now and are trying to take our country all the way down. We can't allow that to happen. So what am I to do? I love uh, good government, the way that government should work for and with the people, because it's supposed to be for, of, and by the people. We know that, that a lot of people in our country have not had the benefits of all those beautiful rights and privileges that are afforded to others. And I think something that you're seeing a lot and we've had to really see up close and personal with no denying it is how privilege has worked so well for some and and just not worked at all for others. So it's about time Donald Trump gets raided. That's, that's the uh, nice political answer I hope that we will see justice in that case. But we got bigger issues to deal with that have to do with, of course, some of the things that he unearthed that have been already there just under the surface of our country that we've got to deal with now and we've got to deal with it big time. And so while we have these leaders that are trying to lead us down a path, we got here because we didn't do our part. And I'm not speaking for those of us who I might be preaching to the choir, who vote and who are active and participants in keeping our democracy. But I am talking to the people who have the ability, the eligibility, who are registered and who just decide for whatever reason they don't want to vote. So for me, it all comes down to the vote and what you're voting for. Evangeline, can I can I call you Evangeline? Is that please do? Oh, perfect. So, so I, listen. Let me tell you things. A couple of things that I love about you. I love that your slogan is healthier, a wealthier, and a wiser community for South Carolina. 
I think that's great. So I think it's it's going to be important to discuss why we need wiser. Um, but wait, 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 is, pause. You got to sit in that. Um, oh, you heard it, that before, right, Karen? I, I've heard it somewhere before. Uh, somewhere, maybe. like like in your write up, maybe. Uh, maybe I'd like I'd like I appreciate that. I'm so sorry to just jump right in, but I got this. It was it was like kindred spirit. I knew right off we were soul sisters from different misses and mystics. But yes. I will tell you this. When I read that, it was really me trying to find a way to hook my sister up to watch this. <laughs> but and then I ran across it. I said, Oh my God, when she sees this, she's gonna say, Oh Lord. But I read an article years ago about why blue states are healthier, wealthier, and wiser. And I said to myself, a whole lot of reasons. <laughs> so the article was great, but I said, that's what I want for my state. And the people in my state, family, friends, those I see on the street that I know need better representation. Somebody who just cares. So healthier, wealthier, and wiser, that just, that covers it all. And then when I read that, I knew. <laughs> but here, here's the thing, Yvette. Here's the thing about you, though, that I think is really interesting. And I also think it's going to be really important that you push to the forefront of your campaign is that you're not just you. You have some storied history. Your father owned the first black barbershop. Right. Yes. So you come from a, a background of black ownership. Um, you delved into real estate, which ended up becoming hugely successful for you. You've been a single mom, which I'm curious about how how Antonio feels about this whole thing for you, because I'm sure that that's really exciting. But how do you take these really everyday layman things that we understand, like black ownership and investing in, in homes and being a single mom? How do you put that to the forefront of your campaign so that you're able to really connect with those individuals that need to get out and vote? Thank you for that question, Tyler. Um... I'm saying that correct, right, Tyler? Yeah, that's I, one. That's me. My brother, Tyler Merritt. Um, I tell you, Tyler, eh, everything I do is at the forefront of of my of and for who I am. You know, my culture as well as the culture of this country. I mean, health is for the least of these in which I feel that we were put on this earth to serve. And so in serving as a representative, when you talk about healthcare for all in a state that ranks at the bottom of for access to healthcare, for outcomes of healthcare, for cost of healthcare, then you know who's suffering the most. So you have to know that when I say healthcare for all as the top of priority of my platform, I'm talking about reaching into communities who need that type of help. Uh, and it doesn't cost them an arm and a leg that's freely available to them that can help them be better people. Wellness is what's so important, but mental, physical is the holistic way of um, looking at it. So healthcare, living wages. I know that the people that even I've experienced it, I've had to uh, use services that government had when I was a single mother. So I know that that is important, but I can tell you when I stood in that line it was less people that look like me than mm. like others that mm. uh, usually don't get recognized as people who need those things. But everyone who doesn't make living wages or have family paid leave or child care tax credit or universal pre-K 
need every single thing. So those big, big items are the things that will help all our communities. Mm. And that is what's so important. So I take that to the people who really need it and the communities that are being deprived. And while we got $8.8 billion from that uh, rescue plan and $6 billion from the infrastructure plan, my job as I see it as a representative, which we don't have now, is to make sure that the monies are being spent where they're supposed to be spent in the areas that have the most need. And this is what is not happening now because the person I'm running against, really, I, I don't know why he's in office. He doesn't do anything. It's all no's all the time. Shots fired. I would yeah. not get, Listen, get uh, yeah. The, you know, it's super important. First of all, you won your primary. In uh, the next district, sixth district is um, uh, the district. Oh my goodness, uh, the, the Clyburn, Clyburn, Clyburn's yeah. district, um, yeah. and, and and South Carolina, which you know I, I have Geechee roots, so I'm very you know I'm very mindful of that. Uh, Mother Manuel, you you have so much rich, as you mentioned, culture. It was a port city, a breeding breeding state. You know, um, yes. for for Africans, um, and it had the most population. Still does one of the largest populations of Black people. Nearly thirty percent, Karen. Yes. So that we don't have the health and the and we don't have the attention and that that money. That's one of the things I want to do here on the show is the, how many of these states are just holding on to money and not dispersing it to the people because that's the people's money. And so if that's your job, what is the biggest obstacle you have facing you in November, uh, Evangeline Hundley, to get elected? Because you you have some numbers. Yes. Okay. So the biggest obstacles I see, really, I've got the perfect candidate to run against. While Mm -hmm. he may be able to get that, you know, those big, big dollars from corporations, um, I need that in order to be able to drown out his voice. Okay, so raising the funds is so very important to campaigning. It's just a part of the beast. But the message I got to send is a message that should reach through to every single person in this state. I got a question for South Carolina. Are you tired of being on the bottom? Mm. Because I sure am. And there's only one way that we change that, Karen. So that's a twofold answer. One is going to be the money. Two, so that my voice can be heard, the truth can be told, we can stop uh, living the lies that we live. For lack of knowledge, people shall perish. So we need to now be about the business, if nothing else, that this voice gets heard to let the people know good government can work for you. So the biggest obstacle outside of money it's two more. One, I kind of put those these two equal, uh, and that is voter participation. We got to get people out to vote. So the money may uh, equip me to be able to reach more people, so that I can let them know if they don't vote, it's over. This mm. election is the most important election. We hear it all the time, but if anyone is paying attention, and most people aren't, they would know that. Uh, there has been a concerted effort for many, many years to destroy uh, the ability to vote and people's rights, and they're making good waves at it. So if I could do one thing, it would be to get people, voters in the mindset that you got to vote like Republicans. Vote when you lose, vote when you win. Vote, vote, vote. And stop being so 
uh, in need of immediate gratification. Yes. If you get it the first time, you know, then it's right. over. So motivating the people to vote is the one of the biggest uh, issues that I, I do have to deal with. Can I ask you a quick question Obstacle. as far as, can I ask you a quick question as far as why, what would you tell your people that are voting that why it's important to vote in district elections? If you could just put it down to a simple yes. answer, okay. why would it be important for people to vote in district elections? Okay. Back to your question, Karen, is the money and how it relates to connect the dots to the people. So with good representation, I'm going to be able to make sure that that eight, eight billion and six billion are directed into the areas that they can be that should be directed in and it's going to be this is how it's going to work what prevents us from doing that now karen is we have a big red wall that red wall includes okay so we've got Clyburn, the only one out of seven representatives in our state with the population that we have we vote 45 55 democrat republican yet our representation is 90 percent republican that's all about the gerrymandered lines and, on and 90 percent white well so we, we have less than we have less than a right. minute and a half so right. could you so, could you stick so around could you stick around do. after could you stick around like for yeah. 10 minutes okay because i want to ask you about tim scott which i didn't want to waste your time to ask you, you about but, but there's something wrong with us and i want you to to delve into it and those of you who are in south carolina if you're in the fifth district um early vote um, um the deadline to register in person is the 7th of october the deadline to register you can register online you can register online october 9th you can register by mail october 11th is the deadline get as many people to register to vote as possible Possible. They're playing games with our with our vote. Make sure you're registered. Check the voter rolls. Make sure you're elected. I mean, excuse me. That and you're, vote Democrat. Up and down the ticket. We got to yes. get rid of that Republican governor. That is what's going to make this money work. That Facts. comes from the federal governor, and, state house. Get rid of them. And I wanted to ask you about the the gentleman Cunningham, who's been on this show. Yes. Uh, what chance he has? But also early voting. They have early voting in. South Carolina, October 25th, yes, you can vote early. You can vote. You can get vote by mail. October 28th is a deadline to request a ballot. So I'm letting you know. Can we put my website in We're there? going to put everything up. We're going to tweet it out because you're sticking around. So you have a chance. If you stick around, we're going to talk with Evangeline Hundley about all of these things when we come back. Evangeline E. Hundley for Congress.com. And it's Evangeline Hundley. She is running for the fifth congressional seat. She made it through the primaries. Uh, she will be in the general running against a whole ass white nationalist. I said yeah. it. So, yeah. yep. Well, we got to call it what it is. Yeah. That's what, there's a, when people are like, I don't know who to vote for. Okay. You can vote for somebody that's going to take that 8 billion, 8.8 .8 billion mm -hmm. plus $6 billion that's just sitting there and make sure that people get the services they need or white nationalists. Take your right. pick. It shouldn't be hard. It shouldn't right. be hard. Right. Oh, look at my face. This is crazy. All right. I'm sorry about that. I, I just looked up. You know, I noticed. You, and you were fine man, with it. I, you know. Yeah. We was about to, we wasn't going to say nothing. We just going to let you blue man group. What, what kind of frenzy <laughs> y'all? Y'all the worst. I'm, remind I, me not to hang out with both. What's your sign? No, no, no. Okay. I won't do it again. Oh, my Next God. Time. I got you. Let me know. Thank you. You yeah, got spinach in your face. teeth, ma'am. Thank you. Let me know. Please. All right. So, all right. I asked a bunch of questions that Tyler did too before we went to break. I'm going to start with what, because we were talking off mic. Tim Scott, if Trump somehow dodges this bullet, and if he dodges this bullet, he's going to be president. If he dodges this FBI uh, raid 
and there's no indictment, no arrest, no conviction, he's running again. I think he's going to pick Tim Scott as his, as his running mate or Nikki Haley, both from South Carolina, by the way. Okay. And I think that ticket will win because this country is so strange. And, and, and you know, we were talking off mic because, you know, Tim Scott's black. So how is the country racist? Well, it's racism is weird. And they like black people as long as those black people fit the trope that they like black people being in. So Herschel Walker is excellent. He is exactly what they think all black men are. And Tim Scott, excellent. Another one. And Clarence Thomas, another one. And when I say that, it's somebody that placates and doesn't, you know, doesn't make waves, knows to jump off the curb, knows to avert their eyes, knows to say yes them and know them, you know. Um, how, talk to me. Talk to me. Because you're South okay. Carolinian, too. So, so, yeah, I am. And here's what I'm thinking. I heard recently uh, that question asked, how, can black people be white supremacists? Right? You use the word racist, right? That's good. If it's white white supremacists and the answer is yes yes they can well the definition as you know uh, a simple definition of white supremacy is that the white race is a um a more what intelligent it is the superior race it is uh the race that uh, supersedes all races it is just number one and everything else is inferior Okay, white supremacy. They rule, they're number one, that's that's the whole thing. They are better than every other race. Well, you say, well, can a, can a black man or another race be white supremacist? Yes, because they too believe, hear me, black people who are white supremacists, it means that you too think you're less than the white man and that they are a superior race to you. So that is the state of mind of a, a black or, or person of color's mentality. It's unfortunate because I don't think they realize that, that the whole thinking behind their behavior is that they don't think well of themselves and they actually do believe that white men are supreme. So it's kind of sad. So yeah, uh, racism it, it or, comes out. Or, or, or. Okay. Right. Or that they somehow are the magical Negro. They're the hmm. exception. They, they may True. agree with all of the premises that you just laid out, but that somehow they're the exception. They're the mm -hmm. exceptional Negro. So, you know, I'm <laughs> not like true. them. And they'll, and they'll even have so-called white people tell them, you're not like the others. And they, they use that as a badge of honor that they ride into success, which is interesting. Right. Yeah. I, think, I think power, though, the understanding the power piece of this is important. I think looking back, we think about the fact that there are Negroes that lived in the house during the slave days and yeah. who felt like they had a certain power and that power put them above other individuals and they would do whatever they can to attach to that power. Um, I, I have to say this, and I, first of all, I'll tell you, Angeline, it is bold of you to be running for office and to say the things that you just said in a way that um, it, with conviction, right? Um, but I think this ties into the humanity of who you are, right? And I and I think that I think that's going to need to be really important 
for voters as they go in and, and vote this time around yes. is attaching to people that have real humanity. The reason why you could never be Tim Scott is because of the history that you come from, right. the things that you've seen. Right. And I think that's important in your story as people get to know you more as a candidate. Yes. Thank you. I, I would think, though, the things that Tim saw would have made him a better person, meaning that he tells the story of how his granddad used to take him to the poll, you know, to vote and how I think he even remembers him telling him how he couldn't vote. And so I, I it's a baffling uh, thing to me to power, know. Power is a damnable power. drug. It is such yeah. an intoxicating thing. Power. Um, Power is a, mm, it's a, mm. 866-801-8255. Evangeline Hundley uh, is running for the 5th District uh, in South Carolina. One of our Nubians uh, wanted to know what your relationship is with Jim Clyburn. How would you work with him in the 6th District? Would you, do y'all come together like Voltron? Do y'all want the twin power yeah. activate? <laughs> like, what happens? <laughs> I love that. That Voltron <laughs> reference, because that is exactly how I imagine it. I have met so many people across the counties in this state that I'll represent that are missing that representation. And because they like to draw these lines in certain ways, Jim and I, Congressman Clyburn and I, with respect, we share a uh, the line. We share a big part of our district together. So he's got a mega section. I have a mega part I have I'll be representing up to up to a million people and then he has probably a few more than that so together it would be a powerhouse situation where we could really make this a difference in the state and the district that I'm in now for 28 years it was John Spratz who was a Democrat and who actually did a lot of great things got he got taken out by that Tea Party wave when it came through when Barack Obama got elected, uh, then the next two years he, he lost his seat. But there are people that I've met in this district who used to, who had some things going on. It was more progressive, more accepting, growing in the right way because we had somebody looking out. I mean, we border North Carolina and North Carolina is called a what? Purplish state. Uh, so it doesn't make sense that this part of South Carolina would be deeply red. It's not. And and there are people who are missing services. They're missing that representation and they need it. So together we would be able to do great things for this state. So my relationship is one that I look to nurture and grow and become very strong in our cause and, and what we're going to do with the state. Well, we uh, interviewed Joe Cunningham uh, last month. Uh, as he was making his primary run, we also uh, we interviewed both uh, candidates. Run, we interviewed a whole bunch of candidates running for governor. Um, I liked the the young woman that was running against him as well. She was dope. Uh, he mm-hmm. came through the primary, so we're gonna put our might behind him to win that oh, yeah. governor's seat. Um, tell me something about him that we don't know, and do you have a relationship with Joe Cunningham? Joe and I are fastly establishing our relationship. We cross paths in our stumps, you know, when we're going out and and talking, dealing with people. I think, though, based on his service as a congressperson for the two years that he got in in that seat was beneficial 
to this state. And I think the man is going to be a breath of fresh air in this state and has a really good chance of of getting the the stalwart, consistent Democratic votes and possibly cross over over on that other side and draw some people who want to see uh, their lives better, you know, and not voting on personality or whether they care about the person that's in that seat. But if the person is doing something for them in the seat, so there's a few of them out there that'll probably cross over. I think his chances are great and we need him because that's how the state, Karen Tyler, we're going to start to feel it. Mm. Problem here is we got stuff going on in the feds and they don't even know. They think, why does my vote count? It don't count. And it's not happening for me. I'm not feeling it. That's because there's a concerted effort in this state to make sure you don't feel it. And where it's going, when you talk about infrastructure money, as it relates to my opponent, no, he's not making sure that it's getting to the places that it needs to, especially in this district. We got some water issues in part of our county due to a nuclear plant. We've got all kinds of things that we need to deal with. The colleges that need more housing, uh, we've got, oh, just blighted out areas that need need infrastructure and housing and so much stuff that is on the ground that can affect people. That how do you how do you think that your history? I know you worked with HUD at, at one point. Yes. Um, how do you think your history working with infrastructure is going to play in your role if you are elected? That's a great question. Oh, Tyler, it's more to do with, and when it was HUD, I was a HUD certified housing counselor working okay. with a housing agency That's great. To, to implement Obama's neighborhood stabilization program, okay. which helped a whole lot of people when they lost their houses in 2008. Now, my biggest, um, I guess, what I bring to the table with regard to infrastructure is I'm a residential builder and developer. I'm almost at my 20 year mark for being a residential builder for in the state. So I've, I've created neighborhood. I've taken a 10 acre track and created 21 um, home subdivision. So I put in infrastructure before. And you created neighborhood. You, wow. you, yeah. man, that would be my Golden slogan. <laughs> I created neighborhood. Yes, yes, I've built a, a neighborhood and in it look close to where I grew up. I grew up in, in Newberry, right? Newberry. In Newberry. Oh, on that note, Karen, you heard at the beginning I, I had Newberry as one of my counties. Mm -hmm. Oh, thanks to redistricting, it is gone. Lost that hometown advantage. Look, wow. how did I find out? The day of the primary, my family members went and said, you're not on the ballot. <laughs> we went oh, to vote. Wow. I said, well, I was calling oh, everybody, wow. the, you know, the SEC to the election commission, to the, the state people who draw them lines and say, wait, now, when I started this process, Newberry was in my district. And they were like, oh, but it's not now. <laughs> I said, oh, that can happen. Why are you running? And they said, oh, yeah, you ain't know. I was like, mm -mm. Wow. But, but that was horrible because, again, I thought I, I was going to be my hometown advantage. So I uh, I lost that and I grew up in this in this district. So that's sad. That's sad. And the way they drew it now, the person who's now has inherited himself 20,000 voters is uh, unopposed. How about that? So. They just gave this man voters, just gave it to him. <laughs> That's how they do it here. Wow. So, wow. Um, That's crazy. It, yeah. So uh, redistricting is the thing, and, and, and it makes a difference.
So I'd like to, we we definitely going to push through. You're going to push through. I'd like to have you back after election um, season because you're going to now have this money to disperse and we're going to be following up with everybody because it's not enough to get elected. Now we got to deliver. Yeah. So I've held my hand up. Yes. And and I like that you like that because that's what we're going to do. So everybody that came here to get a vote, if you got elected, you will be, we'll be following up. Uh, and where, where the dollar's going, Ms. Hundley. Yeah. And I yeah. uh, appreciate you showing up today, and thank you for joining us uh, immensely. Good luck in November and October. Yeah. Those of you, early vote, early vote, early vote. Get your ballots. Do all the things you need to do. Make sure you're registered. Uh, and go follow this woman at ehundleyfor4congress.com and donate. Out of, if you're not even in her state, you can help her get uh, more funding to do the things she needs to do. Thank Thank you. Thanks for your transparency, too. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tyler. Thank you. You're my girl, Karen. Yes. (laughs) I appreciate you. Hey, this is Karen Hunter. You can listen to The Karen Hunter Show live every Monday through Friday at 3 p.m. East on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app. 